Hi! Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, Austin Siragusa, our old friend and colleague, is now covering the Manitoba Moose. We'll head to training camp to figure out how things are going at the Iceplex. Also, we talked to Valor FC head coach and GM Rob Gale as their draft, the U Sports draft, is Friday. That's all coming up on the podcast. I've been hosting the CJOB Sports Show for over two years now, and uh, our next guest, I'm, I'm not sure if he's been on it once because of, well, a variety of reasons. Austin Siragusa, have you been on this show before? You Were, were you still with Global when the show launched? Um, I think I was with Global still. I know I've been on CJOB a couple of times with like Hal and stuff like that and Clay, but I think this might be my actual sports show debut, which mm-hmm. is a huge honor for me. Well, there you go. Yes, the, the the days of Sports Sunday when you were zonked out <laughs> after a long shift and just yeah. zombieing your way through a football chat. How you doing? Good, man. It's good to talk to you again. Um, it's uh, It's been a heck of a year, 2020, and we're really excited to get some uh, Moose hockey underway in 2021. Yes, man, man, Moose TV reporter is Austin's title now, <laughs> and uh, training camp is underway this week. How does it feel to be back at the rink? Oh, it's a blast, man. I, I really can't even you know, really put into words. I was trying to think of that before I even got on the phone with you here, but just to finally have hockey again at Bell MTS Iceplex was, is just so surreal. You know, obviously a big thanks goes out to all the healthcare workers and frontline heroes who are, you know, making sure that we're safe every day. You know, everyone in the bubble too, uh, myself, all the players are getting tested uh, to ensure that it's all safe in there. But yeah, just to finally see people skating up and down the ice in moose sweaters at Bell MTS Iceplex, it's uh it's pretty surreal. We can't wait to get the actual uh, regular season started. So you actually had to quarantine too? Uh, no, not quarantine, but okay. I'm, basically, I'm basically just not allowed to go anywhere outside of uh, my house and uh, okay. Valentia's Iceplex at the moment. But, you know, I was in I was in Winnipeg the entire time, so I didn't need to quarantine right. or anything. Yeah, that, that's home for you. So the Moose yeah. training camp, it started on Monday with the first on-ice session with not a lot of bodies, right? No, it was just a handful of guys. I think it was 10 skaters, two goalies. And even before that, before official training camp got underway, there were still like only four or five guys probably skating at a time with the Moose. So, you know, some of those players definitely got worked pretty hard by Pascal Vincent and the Moose coaching staff. But when official camp opened up uh, just a few days ago, yeah, it was super exciting for all those players to see some old teammates again. And then just today, uh, a handful of players also coming in, finishing up their quarantines. You know, guys we've seen last year's in the Moose sweaters like Hayden Shaw, uh, Cole Meyer, Bobby Lynch even for a little bit of time too. So those guys were really excited after finishing, you know, 14 days cooped up in a hotel to finally hit the ice and see some of their old teammates again. But, uh, yeah, it's, again, like I was saying, just uh, super great to see everyone again. Explain the agreement that the Moose have with the Canucks regarding uh, the prospects and minor leaguers that would normally be in Utica. Yeah, so it's a loan agreement between the Jets, or, sorry, the Moose and the Utica Comets, basically. So three of Utica's players are basically just loaned up to the Moose. And if I guess uh, the Vancouver Canucks need a spare couple of players, they can count on the Moose. Sort of like the old 1.0 days when the Manitoba Moose were the Vancouver Canuck affiliates back then. But uh, one of the players actually up with the Moose right now, Ashton Sautner, he's actually from Flintlawn, Manitoba. And I talked to him earlier today. It's actually his first time, you know, being able to play professional or even you know, hockey period in Manitoba. It's kind of bittersweet for him because he's not going to be able to have any family out when he plays his first game at Valencia's place. Um, but just the fact that he's able to play and don a moose sweater, he's pretty excited about. So, yeah, three, three players basically up with the moose, but 
they're still Vancouver's property, so if they need to recall them at any time, they can. And I imagine that the people around the Moose are excited to see all the the alumnists or alumni like Logan Stanley, Christian Veselainen, David Gustafson all getting shots in the NHL already this year? Oh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic to see. You know, Logan, as, uh, you know, head coach Paul Maurice, the Winnipeg Jets was saying, had a tremendous offseason. And we really saw, you know, strides of what he's doing now with the big club near the end of the season with the Moose last year. And I was actually also talking to Johnny Kovacevic, who was ex- uh, the Moose defenseman, who was also paired up with Logan Stanley a lot um, last season as well. And he's just, He's just over the moon for him. And it gives players down with the Moose confidence, too, to, you know what, maybe one day also suit up for the Jets and hopefully one day, you know, keep moving up the ranks and, like I said, put a Jet sweater on one day. So, but, you know, to see all those guys getting cracked at the big club. And, of course, Jansen Harkins, too, who was really the story of the Moose last season, winning our uh, MVP award and then scoring in the Stanley Cup playoffs. There's, there's a lot to be proud of, and I know a lot of their teammates from last year are proud of them, too. And Cole Perfetti is going to be the headliner, I'd say. He's the top pick of the Jets in the fall draft. He skated with the Jets today. We covered that in the first half hour of the show. And he was with the Moose for the first couple days of the week and will be primarily with the Moose this season. What have you seen out of the young man so far? He's such a nice kid to talk to. And I can call him a kid, too, because I'm I'm 23 now, so I'm allowed to call (laughs) Finally someone younger than you. Yeah, exactly. There's not many on the team, but he is one of them, and Man, you know, for for an eight, for a nineteen year old, just the amount of just hockey IQ. You know, we we talk about that a lot, and I'm sure you do as well. But just the hockey smarts that this kid knows is just really incredible. And he's he's been able to show from his uh, few skates he's had with the Moose just that he he belongs here too, right? Obviously, when you're nineteen in your first year after getting drafted, you know, you'd go back to junior most times. But of course, that's not the case right now with whatever's going on down in the OHL. But from what I've seen from Cole, he's been doing great. You know, he's, he's a fast skater. He's really good on his feet. And um, I think Jets fans and Moose fans have a lot to look forward to in the years to come. He's, uh, he's going to be a great player, hopefully. Now, what do we know about the Canadian division starting point? Because uh, in the, we, we know that now Calgary's got a team up. Stockton's yep. moving up to Calgary. So there's going to be five teams, assuming Ontario approves, Belleville and Toronto that actually hasn't happened yet so we don't know when the season will start the rest of the AHL it's in about a week have you heard anything about when Manitoba might be able to play yeah there's still discussion going back and forth between the Moose the other Canadian AHL teams and the league unfortunately we I have nothing concrete yet but you know as soon as we are able to get back on the ice and play games at Bell MTS Place and wherever other games we are allowed to play uh in this Canadian division, it's going to be a lot of fun, much like, you know, the NHL, like uh, the players were saying, just that it's going to be like rivalry night every time, you know, when, whenever the Moose would go to, you know, Belleville or Toronto or Laval, it'd be always a, a pretty raucous crowd. Obviously won't be the case this time around with no fans in the building, but um, just to have the opportunity to play Canadian teams every night, it's going to be lots of fun for fans and players really to be a part of. And a reminder that the, the, they're not going to be crowning a champion this year. There's not going to be no Calder Cup awarded. The reason that the league is happening at all is so players like Cole Perfetti and many of the others have somewhere to play. Yeah, that's going to be huge. I mean, that's that's the main, that's the biggest goal of the AHL is to, get to develop players one day to suit up for their NHL partners, and that's that's what we're really, I guess, excited to do. You know, like you said before, there's a lot of exciting prospects down with the Moose who are still trying to get their crack with the Jets um, in the coming years ahead. So just to have them playing close to home too in Winnipeg is uh, super exciting for everyone involved. 
What are some other names of players to, I, I guess, not watch because you can't go actually watch the game team, but <laughs> names to follow on the Moose that could have a breakout year this year? I don't know. There's there's lots, right? I mean, there's so many new players coming in here all the time. It'd be tough to just just pinpoint one. One guy that's been, you know, always fun to watch has been Christian Reichel. I mean, we saw how, you know, kind of dominant he was near the end of uh, last season before the pause. Um, and, of course, signing his contract with the uh, Jets in the offseason as well. So there's a lot of good names out there, too. But uh, I guess only time will tell whenever we drop the puck on our season. And C.J. Cease has been up with the Jets a little bit. He was on the taxi squad part of it. And then there's, of course, Mikhail Burden in that. And everyone's excited to see him uh, do whatever he does in the crease because it's always a fun time when he's in there. That's a good way to put it. You know, the Birdman really never fails to surprise me. You know, every practice, he's always got something up his sleeve. I think he was playing baseball with C.J. Cease today. They were just flicking pucks back and forth trying to see who could hit it further. But, you know what, like I said, the Birdman's a fun goalie. Definitely unique in his style, but... He's going to be a fun one for Moose and Jets fans to watch. So when does training camp wrap up? That's a good question. I, I guess it all kind of depends on when our season actually would start. Like I said, right. it's still not really been decided. So I, I really don't have an answer for you there. I guess Fair we're enough. just going to keep, keep going until we have a, a season to look forward to. You know what I mean? Yeah, it goes from training camp, and then you're just practicing, and now we're just going to practice yeah, every guess, day until there's a yeah, game. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Like I said, once, once that season start date gets hammered mm-hmm. out i'm sure i'll have a better answer for you yeah all right well hopefully we'll learn that soon and i'm sure you guys will austin appreciate your time and we'll look forward to having you on more often now yeah christian good to talk to you say hi to everyone back at the uh, cjob and uh, looking forward to hearing moose games at cjob.com very soon tomorrow is a big day for the future of the canadian premier league as it is the U Sports draft for the CPL and the head coach and GM of Valor FC. Rob Gale joins us now to talk about how preparations are going for the big day. Rob, how are you doing? Christian, very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. How much preparation have you been doing this month on uh, the draft here? Been busy with your research? Very busy, mate. I mean, it's uh, it's important because it's it's a number of factors. It's such a great opportunity uh, to so- solidify relationships with uh, universities and youth sports program. Uh, it's a great opportunity for people. You know, it's no not it's not a linear pathway to professional football anyway, uh, and this is an opportunity for intelligent lads who've you know taken an opportunity to continue their education, and we're the only league in the world that gives them an opportunity to do that alongside getting a professional contract as well. So I think for a number of reasons and also for budget reasons and everything else, it it can be a great fit for both player and club. So lots of interviews, lots of videos, lots of research, lots of conversations with coaches, lots of conversations with people in the draft. And uh, hopefully uh, we get what we're looking for tomorrow. How have you found success or lack of success in the first two drafts that uh, you've had with the CPL? Well, great great way of putting it, really. I think the first year was a great success. Dylan Carrero, um, another uh, you know example of a pathway that's different. He came into professional soccer via TFC, Queen's Park Rangers in England, Dundee in Scotland, came back to Canada and dropped into U-Sports with York University. Well, we signed him as a U-Sports, our first ever pick. He was on, went on to become the first ever goal scorer for, scored the winning goal for us, first ever U Sports goal scorer. 
first youth sports player to become captain of his club and played the most minutes of any youth sport player along with Peter Schaal out at uh, Halifax. So great success the first year. And then COVID, well, what can you say? Um, success. <laughs> we, we were high on Charlie Walters. We brought him in. Uh, the other fella didn't work out positionally for us as we had a lot of midfielders. And then as soon as the pandemic hit, unfortunately, Charlie had to return to Nova Scotia and bringing him back was just problematic, obviously, all the way along. And when push came to shove and we knew we were going to have a season and a tournament, we couldn't get him into our bubble. So not so successful the second year, but not for the one to try in or the ability of the draft pick, I would say. So you're picking third overall tomorrow. It's a two-round serpentine draft. So you pick third in the first round. You're picking third last in the second round. Are you able to say who you have your eyes on so far? Um, I can give you an overview. Look, we view okay. it two two ways, really. Um, number one, I think, uh, with the the increase in under twenty one minutes, uh, there's a few players uh, that stand out in the under twenty one portion of the draft. I think it's about twenty five percent of the draft is eligible for under twenty one minutes. So we're keeping our eye, and, and we've done a lot of interviews with those guys. Uh, and based on their intelligence, the cultural fit with the club, the values, all the things that we want as part of our organisation, there were, you know, there was one clear standout for us for sure, and it met a positional need. So that that ideally is going to uh, help us tomorrow, and the player is comfortable in coming to us. So we're quite confident of securing one of the draft picks. And then the other one, you know, we, we're in need of a couple of positions and uh, and some depth, really. We'd like to provide some opportunity maybe uh, in goal or on the wing and uh, build maybe not for the immediate future, but certainly in the next couple of years. So I'll be looking out for positional and U21 needs tomorrow when, uh, when the draft goes at uh, 3 p.m., I think it is Eastern. So this past year, there was no season of U Sports, uh, pretty much anything. How much does that add to the challenge of scouting? Really tricky. Obviously, the U Sports Championship is a major event on our calendar. Um, plus, you know, that regular contact with our network of, of college coaches, coast to coast, that we usually interact with and game footage recently you know, it's very, very tough. But look, we're all in the same boat. No excuses. Um, for us, there's enough video and research that you can do. Uh, and obviously with our interview process, it, it, we're, we were very stringent in talking to players and finding out about them as a person and, and where they think their, you know, upside is and what they need to improve in their game and, and their tactical understanding of the level that they're at and, and the club itself. So I think we've, we've done... Uh, as thorough a job as we can without seeing probably as much of the player in live that we would have liked, that's for sure. But uh, we feel, you know, really confident going in, knowing our, our top sort of five to ten picks, and we're very hopeful and feel that the, the top two we, we, we should be able to secure. On the increase in required under 21 minutes uh, next season, Rob, is this something that's good for the league, good for the game? Brilliant. Uh, You know, Christian, I was the under-20 national team coach and I used to cry out for opportunity. The old joke about Canadian soccer was that you selected players from Sands Club 
because that's what we had to put. None of them were in professional environments. So it, it, it's so important we develop the youth talent and, and give them meaningful minutes, give them opportunities to showcase their talent. Uh, because, you know, without opportunity, how do they realize that, uh, you know, their full potential? So for me, I'm a big advocate, a big fan. Uh, we don't just talk the talk, we walk the walk. Uh, we were the highest this year for under 21 minutes by a considerable margin in in the tournament. In the first year, we were the second highest and we'll continue to promote young Canadian talent and, and try and get as many under 21s. And uh, we hope in the future more young Manitobans in the team as we continue to develop the programs here too. Looking at the roster Hi. as it currently stands, uh, you recently acquired a winger, Yared Ujoa from uh, Peru. What can you tell us about him? Well, I mean, we're, we're delighted to have him. It's a great coup for us and a find. Um, if anybody knows anything uh, in your listeners here about uh, South American football and how tough it is down there and in Peru, there's a, a very high standard and, and the top club down there is a sporting Cristal. So to, for us to build this relationship, for them to trust us in, in development of a, of a young player who's just signed a first team contract down there, uh, he spent all his football in life in Peru, but he's got a Canadian father, so he counts as a domestic. He's only 18 years age, so he's firmly in the under-21 minutes. Um, but for him to have the ability to earn a contract in, in the top club in Peru and one of the best and most uh, storied clubs in South America shows you he has some undoubted talent. Uh, it's our job now to bring him here, help him to feel comfortable, settle him as quickly as possible and give him the you know, platform and the confidence to showcase that talent at such a young age. But uh, I think it's great for us. It's great for our coverage uh, in South America. We've had a lot of interest down there in the club since we announced the signing. Um, and above all, he, he seems like a, a very intelligent, uh, very well-grounded, humble young man who, who wants to come in and work and, and prove himself in professional soccer. And that's what the Canadian Premier League is all about. And I'm sure he'd do well for us. He's an exciting, dynamic, attacking talent. And we should put him on the national team radar by giving him this exposure. So it's good for the Canadian national team as well. As far as the rest of the roster is concerned, Rob, how many holes do you have right now? How many people do you still need to go out and get before the season begins? So we re-signed 11 so far. Uh, we're still working on a couple more that uh, potentially will come back from last year's squad. Um, but that's given us a great base. On top of that, we've announced uh, Yadit, obviously, uh, Ronnie Mazer, our centre forward. Um, so we're we're looking at the last four or five spots. We are considering some loan options in that. Uh, we've got another terrific international sign-in that we'll likely announce next week uh, as well. So we're, we're just in the final stages, and that's where you use sports, local talent, um, some loan options, one or two key pieces, you know, to build out the roster. But uh, certainly the platform from last year and the framework is in place. And we're just looking for now uh, versatility, some depth and, and some top quality pieces either on loan or, or with an international sign-in again. So how does the loan process work for someone who's uninitiated? So what you got is, uh, you know, there's players in clubs and they've signed contracts like Jarrett down in, in Sporting Cristal, but 
the when they're competing for major championships, the the coach is not always often brave enough to put in a young eighteen year old, and and they have to prove themselves as well. So for them to gain experience, it's important that they get meaningful minutes and matches. So the way alone would work is we'd reach out to a club, and it could be Toronto FC like we did last year, or Montreal with James Pantemis, and we say, you know. We really like the look of your 23-year-old or your 19-year-old or 18-year-old. It's a positional need for us. If he comes to our club, we'll be able to play him and give him minutes. Um, my coaching record and track record with national teams and development of players, I can show that you know I have the best interest of the player at heart, and we think it's a way for us to be successful in the short term and entertain our fans, which we want to be, but also help develop a young Canadian player, help develop a talent, and then, of course, you know, it's up to the player. He comes in and does well, like James Pantemis and Julian Dunn did. Then his parent club and the people who pay his wages on a regular basis um, can continue with him and continue to offer him a contract. And hopefully they go on to bigger and better things. Worst case scenario, they don't make it at that level. They already know us. They want to come back again. And we've invested in a player that may well be a part of our squad for the future and many years to come. So... I think it's a win-win-win for player club and and parent club and just a great way to, you know, maybe save some wages or utilize um, the salary cap uh, efficiently and effectively. Uh, But again, above all for us, it's about the development of the player and, uh, and finding key pieces for us and helping that player along in his professional journey. All right, great explanation. Thank you for that, Rob, and thanks for this interview. We uh, appreciate your time and best of luck tomorrow with the draft. Christian, thanks as always for the interest, buddy, and uh, pleasure speaking to you. Have a great evening. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck, but Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?